Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Roadhouse International, and welcome to another episode of Expat Thailand. If it sounds like I just woke up, I did. <laughs> I'm actually sitting here in bed and uh, just having a cup of coffee. Usually my routine when I get up, uh, I head downstairs, get a cup of coffee, or, uh, or, or something else, maybe my wife prepared like tea or something. Then I love to crawl back into bed and read for about an hour, and she likes to do the same. Just kind of catch up on, on the different, uh, you know, what's going on around the world, from finance to I love reading about food and just anything. And one, uh, an interesting article popped up on some of the Western media, and I think it was from, God, I can't remember which news outlet it was, but it said that a new growing trend, which is a not good trend, which is unretirement unretirement when i read that you know for someone that is getting close to that retirement normal retirement age i mean i could just imagine for someone in their 50s 60s and 70s well let's just say 60s and 70s where they are retired they thought they did a fantastic job and saving enough money for the rest of retirement, for their golden days, of not having to work anymore, just to see their finances just dwindle and the increase in prices from everything from living expenses to whatever it may be, to goods and services, that they have to go back to work. I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine being 65 years old thinking that I have to go do a, be a part-time, take a part-time job. Especially if you were a business owner, if you were an executive, like a top end executive. I mean, they're not, we all know that corporations aren't hiring people that age. So if you're going to get a full time job or a part time job, what is it going to be? Uh, a door greeter at Walmart? I mean, working at McDonald's? It's just, uh, you know, my heart just kind of sank thinking about that. And that's why, you know, as I mentioned to, in, in many, many podcasts, as I mentioned to, friends and and friends parents it's like why suffer with the question mark or should I say put yourself through the through the stress of not knowing if you're going to outlive your money where you could come here in Thailand with with what you have knowing that it is going to last you for the rest of your life and sometimes for many people that are, let's just say, the 3% income earners, you'll probably have enough money for two lifetimes. And part of this article, or uh, another article that I read this morning was, uh, and again, I keep track of the real estate markets like in Nevada, like in Las Vegas, Arizona, and California, because those are the three states I lived in. And much of my surprise, I couldn't believe it, uh, Las Vegas home prices are still increasing. Uh, there's no end in sight because a lot of people are migrating and moving from California to Nevada to Las Vegas. And the now the medium home price for a single-family detached home in Las Vegas is $475,000. I'm just blown away. I think it's a 25, they said 25 or 27% increase from a year ago. I remember pre-pandemic in 2019, those same exact homes or the medium home price was low 300s. And Phoenix and Tucson are the same. Phoenix is in that upper 400 range. Tucson is in that 
mid to low 400 range. And these are retirement havens. These are places where people from the Midwest, from the East Coast, you know, they want to get away from the cold. They want to get away from the humidity. They want someplace dry and beautiful. And they come to the Southwest. But it's not any cheaper. It would be cheaper for them to stay in the, in the Midwest. So you have options. And one of the things I want to talk about is, and again, the state of mind of trying to overcome that objection, overcome that wall of fear of, well, there's no way I could move to another country. There's no way. I can assure you because I've done these moves that moving from, let's just say, from Ohio to here to Bangkok is really no difference than moving from Columbus, Ohio to Phoenix, Arizona. Or from Portland, Oregon to Miami. It's really no different. You know, because it's thousands of miles away, it's a different country, it's a foreign country, they speak different language, that you get accustomed to that very, very quickly. I mean, just think about the last time you made a major move from state to state. Of course, it was intimidating, but once you got to your destination, once you arrived in, let's say, Phoenix, Arizona, from a transfer, after about 30 to 60 to 90 days, you got accustomed to everything. It's the same exact thing here. You don't need to fear that, oh my God, I'm a foreigner. That means I'm a target. People are going to rob me. People are going to kill me. It's, it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Or thinking that, oh, I don't speak Thai and there's no way uh, I can maneuver around Thailand. I'm going to be stuck. I'm going to be constantly getting ripped off. That shouldn't concern you because there are hundreds of thousands of expats that live here from other English-speaking countries and they've called Thailand home for decades. So trust me when I say you can do it and it's not intimidating. The best thing to do, just like anything else, is just to make sure you're fully prepared. And one of the ways you're being you're preparing yourself is subscribing to podcasts like myself or other podcasts, watching videos, reading about <clears throat> Thailand. And hopefully some of the people that you're listening to or watching, they're kind of giving you an idea of what expat is like, expat life is like here. So you're not surprised or they're not like things from left field just kind of thrown at you. That you've already kind of prepared for these things. And that's one of the reasons why I do these podcasts is to kind of prepare you and give you different ideas and scenarios of what can happen. And yes, there aren't a lot of negative things because there's really nothing negative here. The only negative things that can occur to you is, very simply, if you don't respect the culture, you break the laws, you're a drug addict and you use drugs, or you're an extremely violent person, yeah, bad things going to happen to you here. But those same exact qualities, if you go to any country, 
was a first world, second world, third world nation, you're also going to get into trouble. So have you ever noticed that people with bad habits, bad tendencies, just overall just terrible human beings, it doesn't matter where they're at, but trouble always seems to follow them or they always brew trouble or stir up drama. It's the same exact thing here. If you have a positive outlook, if you're just a great human being, it's a good human being, transitioning here to Thailand is not going to be your issue. Buying real estate, yes, there's a few more steps, and these steps are, you know, I've educated you through other episodes, or you've watched videos, you've read about what the transactions are like. Obviously, just like what happens in your home country, everything is done by the broker and the agent. You're pretty much hands-free. They just tell you to sign here, sign here, sign here. All the translation of documents from Thai to English is done for you, interpreted for you. So it's, and again, it's not intimidating. Just a few more extra steps. And then the other thing too is when you first arrive, your first 30 days is going to be exciting and a little intimidating, but not intimidating that's kind of like negative. It's intimidating because you're just blown away by like the wow of like, oh my God. The biggest thing is sticker shock. You're like, oh my God, it only costs that much? It's that cheap to do that? Oh my God. So that's kind of your 30, the first 30 days. You're, you're exploring everything. You're jumping on a BTS. You're going here, you're going there, you're going everywhere. You're um, taking a taxis, you're going taking a tuk-tuks. You're visiting and you're trying to see as much as you can within our first 30 to 60 days. And then when 90 days comes a hit, you start to figure out what your routine is. You slowly start to figure out where the places that are your favorites and where you want to go. And believe it or not, six months just flies by. Then all of a sudden it's 12 months. And then and you look back and you tell yourself, or was it really that intimidating? If anything, you should have made the mood sooner. The only tough thing is, it's just a matter of letting go of all the materialistic and all the crap that you've accrued in your home country that's filling your storages, your garage, your spare bedrooms. It's just getting rid of all that crap. I was talking to a friend of mine um, that's looking to move here to Thailand. And he and his wife are, uh, they're in their early 60s. It, it's, they're friends of a friend. And they said, we want to make the transition, but the tough part is, is that we have a, a big house and we have a ton of crap that we just accrued. And so we need to sort through everything. We need to throw stuff away. We need to renovate our house and then put it in the market. I said, Based on what I know about the U.S. real estate market and also other Western markets, there are large to medium and small organizations that are local and nationwide that will literally, like Zillow, that will buy your properties as is. They'll pay you fair market value 
you're not going to pay commission and you don't have to do anything. You just basically, let's say that you have a a four bedroom home, 3,000 square feet, market value is $600,000. And you're, and maybe you've spoken to another couple brokers, a couple agents and say, oh, we can get you 650, we can get you 635. But going to these organizations, they're gonna say 610, 600, 615, because they wanna make it easy. So maybe you're gonna get maybe 1% less, 2% less. But you don't have to have the hassle of having to clean your house and renovate it. What these or, many of these organizations do is they just basically, you figure out what the terms are. Okay, so maybe you want a long escrow. Maybe you want a 60 or 90 day escrow. That's fine. Because a large organization like Zillow, they'll pay cash for it. So you figure out what the terms are. You start packing up your bags deciding what you want to bring to Thailand, what you don't want to bring, what you're going to give away, uh, donate or give to other relatives. And then if you don't want to clean up the rest of the house, you don't have to. Just leave the stuff here. The beds, the bookshelves, the old couches, the beat-up lawn furniture. And you don't have to paint your house. You don't have to landscape it. You don't do any of that because they're buying it as is. And they have crews that come into your home after it's purchased by, let's say, like Zillow or other organizations like that, they'll bring in those big dumpsters, their crew will throw everything out, and they'll completely renovate everything and then put it back in the market either for sale or, or for rent. So there are solutions for you. It is very intimidating to, yes, prep your house for sale and move but now there are services out there especially with the real estate market being you know as as or should I say the the undersupply or the lack of supply of inventory out there <clears throat> in places like the United States there's a tremendous need for real estate people want to buy homes before the interest rates get too high so that's why homes are just flying off the shelf. You know, once it's listed on, on the MLS, it's literally, there are multiple offers within, within 24 hours or 48 hours or 72 hours. It goes into escrow maybe in a week. So that's what I'm saying. Now is a time to do that because you wait three months, six months, nine months, even a year from now, these organizations that buy these homes outright and flip them or portfolio them, they may not be around. They may say, we're not buying any more pieces of real estate. We're at max capacity. And or the interest rates may get too high. And then now you have home prices coming down. They start devaluating because too many people have the homes in the market, not enough buyers. And I believe that's going to happen next year. I believe that's going to happen next year. So that's why I feel that this year, 2022 summer is coming summer is the best time to sell your home basically june july august september before school starts those are the best four months to put your home on the market and you're gonna get premium so if you're thinking that oh my god maybe the market's gonna crash 
I think that we have a good four months. I think 2022 is really the last of it. I think we top out at the end of this year, and the next year it's it just starts basically uh, just kind of flattening out and eventually decline. Because by that time, by next year, interest rates would be a lot higher than they are today. So it doesn't matter what country you're listening to this from. Whether it's in Australia or in the UK, UK has some serious issues right now. You are at a 10% inflation rate. I mean, the United States has 8.5 and increasing, but you're at 10%. That is insane. All I can say is, what are you doing there? Leave. It's only going to get worse. And the great thing, as I mentioned in some other episodes, is because Thailand has literally been shut down and not allowed a lot of foreigners come in over the last two and a half years, we have inventory here and we have home prices that are still very reasonable and there are some great deals out there. So please keep this in mind. The longer you wait, the more hot water you potentially can get into. And then another interesting article I read this morning about Las Vegas is the local city officials are getting more and more concerned over the lack of water because of serious drought. I guess Lake Mead is at its lowest level. Las Vegas is going to start rationing water or putting more, uh, should I say, laws or local city laws where uh, you know, just consumer use of, of, of water is going to be more rationed. Same exact thing is going to happen also in Arizona. You know, that fear of running out of water in Las Vegas has been around for decades. But now, more so than ever, because of this terrible drought, now it's truly being, becoming a concern. So for those of you that are living in the Southwest, living in those conditions where every summer is getting hotter and hotter, this is almost getting as hot as like living in freaking Dubai, it's time to leave. It's time to come to a beautiful tropical paradise like it is here in Thailand, park yourself at the beach and just live a great life so give us some thought folks put it best thing to do is sit down with a significant other or by yourself whoever the decision makers are and put it pen to paper or take a walk and discuss it because if you're keeping this to yourself it makes it harder to make that move if you're writing stuff down, if you're discussing it with your significant other, it can become more reality. Just take those little baby steps. If you have never ever sold your home before and you're kind of intimidated by that, then like I said is go to Zillow. Go to some of these large organizations that are saying, we will give you a cash offer that's good for 24 hours. Check it out. Because the biggest investment that you have and the biggest pain in the ass you have is your primary residence. And that's what keeps a lot of people from moving here. They just don't want to go through that hassle. Well, these services 
make it easy for you. It's like Carvana. You know, actually, I sold my car to Carvana. I sold my car many, uh, many years ago because I just didn't need it. It was during the pandemic before I kind of came out here. And I was only driving maybe 3,000 miles a year. And then I just saw this TV commercial with Carvana. Uh, go online, go to our app, or go online, type in your, your VIN number, year and make, some details, and we'll give you an offer on a spot. They gave me a great offer. It was actually a lot higher than I thought that I could sell uh, with a private sale. Didn't have to show anybody. I didn't have to clean my car. It just as is. So I said, accept. Sold my car. Uh, scheduled the pickup for like two days later. Didn't have to wash my car. Just took out all the stuff that I, that I still wanted. And they picked it up. Signed some paperwork. Gave me a check. That easy. And that same type of service applies to selling your home. It's that easy. So the next step is, is once you made a decision, you know, there are uh, team members within my organization that can certainly help you out to make your transition here to Thailand. Like I said, there are some wonderful properties and dream properties that you always wanted, couldn't afford, that are available for you at literally 50 to 75% less than your home country. So sorry for my raspy voice. I just wanted to do this quick episode before I start my day. So thank you so much for joining me and we'll see you in Thailand.